What's up, metiches? So with the weather kind of taking a turn out here in the Midwest, I, f- I thought I would dedicate this episode to a topic that isn't talked about in a deep enough level. So trigger warning, this is about suicide ideation and it's actually about my experience with it. So if this is a topic that makes you uncomfortable and you're not about this life, no pun intended, then, you know, feel free to go on about your day. But if this is something that you're curious about or you want to learn more about or I guess hear someone's story so you can gain a better understanding, then here it is. So... Growing up, I don't know, like when I was little, I remember my mom would get upset and I feel like she was a little concerned that I was apathetic because my sisters and I and my mom would watch all kinds of Disney movies and like, I can't remember what, which one it was. I think it was The Lion King that we were watching and my sisters were all crying and and all that and the sad scene y'all know which scene I'm talking about and if you don't what is wrong with you go watch the movie and I was like complete stone I didn't feel anything and I remember that moment where my mom was like what the fuck is wrong with you like she told me in Spanish she's like you have no feelings like what the fuck is wrong with you and I remember I didn't understand what she meant by that I think I was like seven or something and I was confused I was like okay I'm supposed to feel something like I don't get it and as I got a little older my I always I guess had trouble with my emotions so when I started school I started at Marquette school in the south side of Chicago and the neighborhood started getting shitty, so my dad and my mom decided that we were going to move. We didn't move, like, miles and miles away. We moved maybe, like, five minutes away. And we ended up going to this other school that was, I guess, a little better resource-wise. But my experience at this new school was complete fucking trash. So at Marquette... I was doing academically well from what I remember. I was student of the month. I was on the honor roll, perfect attendance. And I remember having so much fun with my teachers and with my classmates. I was in talent shows and all kinds of shit. And then we move and there's nothing at this new fucking school. And all the, most of my classmates are fucking assholes. So... I just remember feeling like I didn't fit in and everything just went from bad to worse to be honest like I just remember a lot of pain not like physical pain but it was a lot of heartache I I've always worn glasses since I can remember not like since I was a baby but I started wearing glasses maybe like at seven or something and I think it's because I've always liked to read and I would read at night so made my eyes shitty 
and I've always had long, long black hair. And my mom had me dressed like nerdy as fuck. Like, thanks, thanks, mom. But anyway, all these fucking kids, y'all, like, kids can be such assholes. And I just remember wanting to feel like I belonged and it rarely happened. I had a few friends that maybe I had, I remember my one friend, Danielle, and her and her sisters would always come over my house and we would play and we would play dress up and shit like that. We would joke around and stuff, but I didn't always have class with Danielle. And I mean, she was one person out of like 35 fucking students that I had in my class for the vast majority of the time I got along mostly with the boys and we would just crack jokes and stuff because at that age that's all I wanted to do was just joke around you know but the girls like they were all weird as fuck like they were trying to find little boyfriends and were dressed like to the T like at the time it was like baby fat this and echo that and my, my parents couldn't afford that shit my parents would buy my sisters and I one new pair of shoes every year and if we wanted clothes or we needed clothes my mom would take us to La Segunda to the secondhand store and I was fine with that like I didn't fucking care half the time my ass was rolling around in dirt or you know running somewhere fucking shit up so looking back I'm like that was probably smart because I was gonna probably tear some shit or stain some shit and yeah but I just I was just very different from the vast majority of my classmates and it didn't help when puberty started happening that I just didn't know what the fuck was going on with me I went from like feeling nothing to feeling everything so around like sixth grade fifth grade my grades started going to shit I was always getting in trouble because my desk was always a fucking mess, which that never changed because I'm still pretty messy, y'all. And I remember that that school had no programs. And finally, they started talking about creating a student council. And I got super excited because I wanted to help and I wanted to feel like I belong to something and I think part of it too was I wanted that validation that I was doing a good job and I felt like I would get that through this program but I wasn't able to join the program because they wanted students that only had A's and B's so my average ass was not allowed and I was super sad about it but I'm like all right whatever so there came a point where I would leave school, come home, go in my room, and at this point, my sister and I weren't sharing rooms anymore, so my room was in the basement. And I would come home, play my music. My dad had gave me a radio, and I would listen to like B96. I would play the music loud as hell so that I could cry into my pillow and no one could hear me. And that's what the fuck I did till I graduated, I think, from eighth grade. 
well, it got better closer to eighth grade, but sixth and seventh grade was shit. I did that for two fucking years. I probably did it since fifth grade, but I can't remember that far back. But what I do remember is how much pain my heart was in. It was this like inconsolable, heavy feeling on my heart that I just could not manage. And as days went by, it just got worse and worse. I started, I I feel like I had been having panic attacks on and off over the years since I was little. I don't remember exactly when they started, but I do remember that there was one time I was in the car with my parents and I think only one of my sisters was in the car with us and we were waiting at a train crossing and this train was crossing and out of nowhere I just get this urge to cry but like inconsolable crying bawling my fucking eyes out and I don't think I had like gotten in trouble or anything it was just weird as fuck so I feel like I was having a panic attack but I mean we're Latino like those things aren't real so my mom was like mija que tienes and I'm like I couldn't even tell her what was wrong with me because I didn't know what the fuck was wrong with me I was just crying 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 because I had this heavy heavy pain on my chest like my heart was hurting like I don't know like if someone had ran over my dog or something like it was just weird and when I got home my mom had this little pill that she broke into fours and she gave me a piece of it gave me some water and told me to just go chill out and I don't remember if I had another panic attack like organic panic attack after that I do remember I had one because I thought I had lost one of my sisters at the mall and I was scared that my mom was gonna fucking kill me (laughs) and my mom ended up slapping me in the middle of the store to snap me out of it because my sister was in the middle of a fucking clothes rack and I wanted to strangle her but anyway I was going through all this um part of it was the bullying I was experiencing at school the other part was the emotional and physical abuse I was experiencing at home and I'll give you all more detail about that on a separate episode but I will premise that my parents loved me the only way that they knew how to love me and it took me a very long time to come to terms with that I did grow up in a very loving household. I'm not going to say that I didn't. However, their child-rearing practices didn't always resonate well with me. So, I'll just say that. My parents aren't complete shitheads. You know, they're very loving. And my mom even had her own transformation, which I'll share in a separate episode. She ended up apologizing a few years after when I was in high school for the abuse that she put on me. But in the meantime, while I was experiencing the shit at home, experiencing the bullying at school, I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. I felt like 
No one cared about me. I felt like I was worthless and I was so tired of the pain. That was that was the biggest piece for me. I was exhausted from dealing with shit at home, dealing with shit at school, and getting home to play music and just cry. It didn't end up being enough after a while. So I want to say it was like seventh grade. One day I got home and I don't know, the young person in me craved sunlight that day. It was around, I want to say it was around this time because I I do remember the weather was changing. So it was getting darker and I get home. I barely made it into my room, tears in my eyes, played music, and I stood over my bed, or I think it was a chair, I don't fucking remember, and I tried to take off the ceramic cover or glass cover that was over my light. So I had, um, I guess, I don't know what the fuck they're called, but it's the lights that are on, attached to the ceiling. There wasn't a fan on it or anything, it was just a light. So I took it off, but I didn't realize how heavy it was. So when I took it off, it ended up slipping out of my hands and shattering on my carpet. And that was just basically what tipped over everything. So I get to the floor and I remember I'm just like what the fuck like you're that fucking stupid that you broke this thing now your parents are gonna be mad at you and I was in that much pain that I get on the floor and I grab a shard of glass and in that moment I was like this is it like I'm done I don't want to feel this shit anymore I'm good to go I'm just gonna get the shit over with And as soon as I put the shard of glass... And I knew which way to do it, y'all. I knew to do it up and down and not across. So, and don't ask me how I knew that. I don't fucking remember. But I knew. And as soon as I grabbed the shard of glass... And I put it on my wrist... This weird-ass, overwhelming feeling comes over me. When I say weird, I was already in pain that had taken over my entire state of mind, my body, my chest, my heart, everything. And this pain just felt even more immense. I'm going to try to explain it the best way that I can. But it was almost like I had an out-of-body experience almost. And it made me just pause. And this out-of-body experience was almost like me looking at myself and telling me, like, I'm sorry that you're feeling this way. It's really fucked up that you're feeling this way, but things are going to get better. So it was like in a span of a few seconds. Like, it wasn't... Like, I wasn't sitting there for hours. It was just, like, super quick. But at the same time, it felt like an eternity. But when that... When I came over that entire feeling, 
I just dropped the shard of glass and I sat there and I just cried some more. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And I was like, okay, this, remember, I was like in seventh grade. So this younger person in me said to myself, you didn't move forward because something better is coming. You haven't fulfilled your purpose. And I want to say like a few months after that, my school ended up bringing a music teacher for us to have choir. And growing up, I guess I always would sing songs in the radio when I was in the car and stuff. And then when I would get home, I would listen to music and learn the songs. And my dad a few times would tell me like, oh, you should learn this song and this song. But I never saw myself like formally singing but like I said I was craving community so I got super excited when this choir program started but I also didn't get that excited because I'm like they're probably gonna want some fucking grades and my grades were not you know the best so I try to maintain a balance but when I met the music teacher we ended up having like actual music class for my seventh grade class, I remember when I met her the first time, I asked her after class that if she was thinking about having choir. And she's like, yeah. And I said, Are, do we need specific grades to be in the program? And she said, no. And at that moment, I was just so excited. And I ended up joining the choir program. I was singing all the time. And now, when I would get home, instead of me bawling my eyes out, I would get home super excited. I would sit on my desk and I would listen to Beyonce or Christina Aguilera and I would try to write down the lyrics. When we ended up getting internet at the house, I would print the lyrics out or at least look them up and just copy them down. And I would just sing them over and over and over again until the song would come out on the radio. And then I would, it was like a test for me. I would try to see if I could sing the song without looking at the lyrics. And that's how I would memorize music. And this choir program ended up being so pivotal in my life because I was so adamant at eighth grade that I didn't want to go to the same high school that the vast majority of my class was going to go to. So... I, when I learned about Curie High School and that they had a performing arts program, that was my mindset. I said, I want to go there. I don't want to go to Bogan. I don't want to be around these bullies anymore. I'm tired. I'm over it. I want a fresh start. So eighth grade came along. I applied to the school. And I also, my dumbass also applied to like Whitney Young. <laughs> okay. I was not going to make it. And I didn't. Um, Curie actually rejected me. At the time, I don't know if they still do this, but at the time it was through lottery that they would do enrollment. So they would basically put your name in a system, I guess, and they would pull names out and that's how they would admit students. And I didn't make it. And I was so pissed. So I ended up telling my mom that I didn't want to go to Bogan. And I was very strong headed about that. She's like, okay, I'll go with you to Curie we'll talk to somebody we'll see what can what we can do 
Mind you, my mom, at this time, she barely spoke any English. I feel like she understood a little bit of it, but I do appreciate that she still chose to go with me knowing that there was a language barrier. So we went to Curie. I remember we met with Mr. Avila and he didn't know that I did choir, I guess, because I do remember we were sitting down and he's like, well, you know, this is a lottery, da da And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. And I told him, I was like, I really don't want to go to Bogan. I don't want to be around those same classmates anymore. I want a fresh start. I want to come here. And he said, well, we can probably admit you if you're willing to be in the choir major because we're looking to fill in seats for that major. And I said, fuck yeah. Well, I didn't say fuck yeah, right? Because, I mean, hello, I was in eighth grade. But I got so excited and I said, yeah, well, actually, I'm in the chorus at my elementary school. So he said, perfect. He explained a little bit about what this was going to look like. So I was in the mixed choir all the way through my junior year. And then at that point, they ended up splitting us up, I guess. And I joined the all-women's choir. But all this to say that I was going through a very tough time. And no one really knew. Or maybe they knew, maybe my parents knew, but they probably thought it was just like some teenage bullshit that everyone goes through. Or I was just having like a temper tantrum or something. Or I was just being moody because I was a teenager. But it was more than that, y'all. So try to keep an open mind. Try to be empathetic and check on your loved ones. Check on everyone around you. You never know who's craving that connection that comunidad, that validation, that smile, that hello, something, it can go a long way. And luckily, since then, my life hasn't been perfect. Obviously, I've shared some of the bits and pieces with you all. But regardless of how low I have felt, I haven't felt Worthless. I haven't felt like I have no purpose. I haven't felt like my life means nothing since then. I haven't had the urge to kill myself since then. And I am very lucky. I don't know what the fuck that feeling was. I don't know if it was God. I don't know if it was the universe. I don't know if it was one of my ancestors. I don't fucking know. But whatever it was, thank you. Muchas gracias. Because life has had its ups and downs with me. But I have become a stronger person since then. I've navigated through different obstacles. I'm still navigating through some bullshit. But nothing has made me feel that much pain to the point where I want to take my own life. So try to be there for people. You know, remember that you are human and keep in mind to not minimize anyone's experiences because we never know what the fuck they're going through. I think like the adults in my life, 
were probably like, oh, like, she'll get over it or she's just going through a tough time. And I think we forget what it feels like to be that young. At, in that age, uh, the smallest thing feels so fucking large for us because we haven't experienced the world as much. And the way that we're engaging with the world is all that matters. It doesn't matter how old you are. However you engage with the world is a very individualistic experience. And something that hurts you might not hurt someone else, but vice versa. And it's valid. Just because it doesn't hurt you doesn't mean it's not hurting someone else. And it doesn't mean that it shouldn't. Our feelings are our feelings for a very specific reason, and it's very individualized. We probably won't ever understand to the T how someone else feels and why, but just because we don't understand it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. I'm sure that if I would have went through and killed myself that night, there would be a lot of distraught people today, and that was years ago. And like I said, not everyone ends up having this weird-ass feeling like I did that makes us stop. So just keep that in mind and try to be the light. Try to be the light for others. And if you're in that hole, in that rabbit hole where you feel like there's no coming back, you feel like this is it, I'm over with, I'm done, Please just pause. Pause and if anything, just listen to this. It gets better. Just keep pushing. It gets better. And I wish at the time my parents would have taken me to see a therapist so I could let all my feelings out. But like I said, it's not in our culture to do that. As a Latina, as a woman of color... If you are feeling this way or even a little sad or you don't know how to navigate your feelings, go seek help. I feel like your loved ones, the people that care about you would rather you seek help than have to go bury you and regret not being there for you because you didn't ask for help. All right, Metiches, I know this was a dark one, but it is life, says La Vie. So after listening to this, please leave some comments, share with me your thoughts, and stay tuned for the next one. Welcome to Como La Flor Con Flor. If you love listening to this podcast as much as I love making it, please consider dropping a little donation. And if you ain't got the funds, that's cool. I would really appreciate it if you could share this podcast with a friend, a family, a fellow metiche, you know, one of them folks, or anyone that you think would resonate with the content that I've been creating. Saludos, se me cuidan y se lo lavan.